You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. I want to say this to you today. Um, there's a very unique ecosystem in this church. Um, God's doing something supernatural. He's uh, put up uh, walls of containment on this, uh, on this ministry because he needs a lingering, growing, maturing people. And uh, there are walls that are about to break because God's going to do great and awesome things. I want to say this to the leadership in this church. You need to be ready. You need to pull up your socks and you need to have your running shoes on. Because there's an added, quick, added responsibility coming to this ministry. And it's going to challenge you. But God says, I've prepared you for this. And, um, and so we need to understand the ecosystem. God's, God's, God's very purposeful and very intentional with this ministry. And I see extensions crossing the, crossing the Atlantic. I see crossing the Indian Ocean. This ministry is global in every sense of the word. I know about online, but there's many more things that the Lord is about to do through this ministry. Amen? So be ready for that. Okay, praise God. And then Joshua, you keep coming up in my heart since last night. And uh, what the Lord is doing in your life is, is, um, is, <laughs> is very unique. It's fast. It's accelerated by the Holy Spirit. The mental capacity that the Lord is bringing to your mind and your heart is phenomenal. Uh, the focus that you are experiencing today and also the strong resolve that you are uh, carrying in your heart is birthed by the Holy Spirit. Things have been cut away from your life and you've started focusing on what the Lord wants for you and it pleases the Lord immensely. You need to understand that 2022 will be a year where you're going to hit all the targets that you've put before you because the Holy Spirit is releasing you like an arrow in the works of the Lord. God is doing something, He's accelerating everything in your life. It's very strong, it's very purposeful, it's very intentional by the Holy Spirit. Um, but the way you react to the Holy Spirit's leading in your life is, is beautiful before the Lord. I see angels ministering to you in the season that you've ne never experienced before. It's just like there's a new release in your heart, in the way you walk, in the way you talk, in the way you look at things, there's a maturity being settled in your heart from the Lord that is just phenomenal. And I want to say this to you today. You are being brought up by the Holy Spirit to be a strong man of faith, a strong man of God, and which will impact nations. You have got a strong responsibility, a huge responsibility from the Lord for this earth. Okay? And... Uh, it's beautiful to see. Beautiful to see. So God bless you. Amen. This morning, uh, welcome to all the campuses and everyone that's watching online, Klangmont and uh, uh, Elderberg, uh, all of them. <laughs> welcome. And uh, I know that you'll be touched even online and there's no distance in the spirit uh, but I need to release what the Lord has given me for you this morning. And I want to talk to you about this woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. Now, the title of my message this morning is Get Out of My Way. Get Out of My Way. So when we open our Bibles to Mark chapter 5, verse 24 and 34, um, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. The word says... 
Jesus went with him. Now that's Jairus. He was on his way to Jairus' house to pray for Jairus' daughter uh, that came to the end of himself and she was about to die, which she did. And Jesus is on his way with Jairus and a huge crowd, the Bible says, followed, pressing in on him from all sides. Now, when the Bible says it's a huge crowd, it would probably not, it would be more than, it would be hundreds of people. It may be of even, I think it was more, it was like thousands of people that were surrounding Jesus because he was in Capernaum and Capernaum was a hot spot for Jesus. Many miracles happened through Jesus' life when he was in Capernaum. So it was a hot spot for Jesus. Now, verse 25 says, now in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from, from continual bleeding for 12 years. Now, I don't know about you, but I, you know, 12 years is a long time to, to suffer from any disease. And she suffered from uh, bleeding. She was uh, menstruating for 12 years. She was bleeding out. She was losing her life. She was becoming more and more weak. She was isolated. Verse 26 says, she had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all she had on their treatments, she was not getting better but worse. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd. I want to say to you, when she heard about Jesus' healing power, she did not tiptoe to Jesus. She pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. For she kept saying to herself, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped, say instantaneously. I want to say to you today that we are living in a time where God is doing instantaneous things in our lives. Things are happening instantaneously. God is going to redeem your finances instantaneously. God's going to heal your marriage instantaneously. God's going to redeem your family instantaneously. We are in a time of instantaneous. She knew it for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that always surged around him. I love that surged around him. <laughs> had, had passed through him for someone, uh, for someone to be healed. He turned and spoke to the crowd saying, who touched my clothes? His disciples answered, what do you mean who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing up against you, but Jesus' eyes swept across the crowd looking for the one who had touched him for healing. When the woman who experienced this miracle realized what had happened to her, she came before him trembling with fear and threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. And she told him her story for what had just happened. Then Jesus said to her daughter, because you dare to believe. <laughs> Are you daring to believe today? <laughs> For your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart. 
and be free from your suffering. Now, I want you to imagine the situation, what is happening in this crowd. The Bible says a huge crowd. In other words, hundreds of people were around Jesus, at least hundreds of people. I believe it was thousands of people. Thousands of people was pushing up against Jesus, was pressing around him, wanting to get close to Jesus. But here is a woman that's standing in this crowd. You know, a crowd consists of groups. In a crowd, you have judgmental groups. In a crowd, you have religious groups. In a crowd, you have uh, highly opinionated groups. In a crowd, you have uh, groups that, has, that are experiencing a mid-faith crisis. They are seeing Jesus and they are wondering, are they going to go with the new or are they going to stay stuck in the old? They are looking at, at, this, at this picture, playing off in front of them and they are thinking, are they going to take that decision today? And so this crowd was all around Jesus with all these kind of different groups. There was probably even a, a, a medical group around Jesus, the ones that even treated this lady. But this lady was standing in this crowd and she looked at Jesus and she recognized something on Jesus. She recognized that he's got the healing power. She recognized that he's the one that can solve her problem. She's the one. He re she recognized that she, he's the one that can dry up the source of affliction that she's been experiencing because this woman was bleeding to death. I mean, this woman, the Bible says the situation she had was this, what she had nida. Nida in Hebrew means she had a continual menstruation, menstruating flow, which made her unclean. She was isolated from society. She was wasting away, not only physically, but also emotionally. She was wasting away financially. She was wasting, she was cut out of society. I want to say to you today, you may be feeling like you are wasting away in some area of your life. And it's like life is draining out of you. But when we recognize that there's a person that has taken, that's taking care of us. And he's the healer. He's the deliverer. He's the provider. He's the one that resuscitates anything. He's the one that comes against the affliction of the enemy in our lives. When we dare to believe, something happens. And so this lady looked at Jesus because she recognized a person. A person. She saw a person. I want to say to you today that the one we serve, it's not a Christian system. God is not a, only a guilt remover. God is not only uh, the, the Christian. Christianity is not only, you know, a sin management program. Christianity is the heartbeat of God. The gospel is the heartbeat of God. The gospel is a person. And she recognized the person that loves her. And the Bible says she stood in that crowd and she decided she's going to make her way to Jesus. And she said, everyone get out of my way. I've spent enough time on opinions of others. I've spent enough time on political groups. I don't seek power from politicians. 
Because the only power and the true power that exists is in God Himself. Get out of my way. I need to get to Jesus. The church looks at politicians to get its power. Your focus is on the wrong place. Our power comes from God. This lady spent everything she had on everything the world can offer. Everything she had, she spent on everything the world can offer. She was dying. There was no solution in this huge crowd. I want to say to you today, your answer is not in the crowd. Your answer is not in the world. Your answer is not in politicians. Your answer is in nothing this world can offer. Your answer is in the way, the truth and the life, which is Jesus Christ. The Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The Bible says she pushed her way to Jesus. She got the people out of the crowd. I want to say to you, don't listen to the opinions of others. How long are we going to stay, many of us, in the valley of decision? When are we going to make our mind up and say, I'm pushing everything away, out of my way to get to Jesus. How long am I going to sit on the fence to decide, is tithing scriptural? Is it for now? Is it New Testament? Maybe it's Old Testament. My word. We need to make up our mind to serve God completely and wholeheartedly. You see, Joshua made that decision in Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15 in the New American Standard Bible, I believe. Where's that scripture? It says, now Joshua speaks to the people of Israel. They've crossed the Jordan River. They conquered much of the promised land. And Joshua says to Christians (laughs) that have seen the power of God, He says, come on now, you have to make up your mind the way I'm making up my mind. And he says, if it's disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served, which were beyond the river as the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now I want to say to you that word serve is a my, uh, house. That word house is a huge word. It's bayeth in the Hebrew. And it means everything I own. It doesn't only mean, it mean family. It doesn't only mean me and my wife and my children. It means all my buildings. It means all my animals. It means anything that, can, that is a receptacle in my life will be returned to the Lord. Everything. I serve God wholeheartedly. Everything I own is God's. That lady, when she saw Jesus, she wasn't saying to herself, maybe I can make my way to Jesus. She took a firm commitment. And she pushed everything out of her way to get to Jesus. 
She pushed everything out of her way. Get out of my way. You're not going to keep me back any longer. I'm serving God. I'm going to commit myself wholly and wholeheartedly. Get out of my way. And so she made her way to Jesus. The Bible says, she said to herself, if only I can touch his clothes, his pressure. If only I can just touch his pressure, I'll be healed. I'll receive what I've come for. And she touched him from behind. And immediately she got healed. Immediately. The Bible says Jesus experienced the power flowing out of him and healing someone around him. He didn't know who. And then Jesus immediately, his divinity kicked in. You see, you cannot touch God and think you're going to get away with it and you're not going to be marked for life. If you want to be marked for life, reach out to God. We all come to church to be touched by God. We need to come to church to touch God. What resolve is in your heart today? Are you pushing through? Are you reaching out? Are you stretching or you want the pastor to stretch for you the whole time? Hello, I want to say to you, God is telling his people, reach out, <laughs> stretch, come after me, run after me. The Bible says, when Jesus looked around and asked, who's touching me? She tried to hide herself, but she, when she saw she could not hide herself any longer, she said, it's me. Here I am. She threw herself on the ground, put herself on the knees, and said, Lord, it's me that touched you. You see, the Bible says, the moment you touch God, what does the Bible say in 1 Corinthians chapter 6? Where's that? Uh, 2 Chronicles. Sorry, 2 Chronicles. Chapter 6, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Why did Jesus look for this lady? He wanted to strengthen her. He just didn't want her to heal her. <laughs> he wants to top up everything you do. <laughs> God has called you not for a whole full life. God has called you for an overflowing life. So you received your healing, but that's not enough. I've got more to give you. Where are you? Who touched me? I need to top up what I've already given you. I need to strengthen you. I need to pour more in you. 
I need to bless you. I need to release you. I need to send you. You touched me. You're not the same. You have changed. You cannot touch God and not be transformed. You see, when Jesus saw her, you must understand this. The Bible says when God roams the all earth, like the scripture says, he looks for people whose hearts are fully committed to him. And why? Because God says, I want to strengthen you. It means that God wants to give you supernatural abilities and supernatural capabilities. And that's what the Lord is doing today. He's giving His people supernatural abilities and supernatural capabilities. But I want to say to you today, you are not hooked into a system. You are in a kingdom. You are in God. You are in His heartbeat. And He wants your, His heartbeat's vibrations to be made known through your life. And when she was before Jesus on her knees, she told him her story. Jesus, I've seen you. I've heard about your healing power. I've tried everything the world can give me and the world can offer. I've paid everything I could pay. I used all my resources for answers. I had this burden in my life. I had this yoke to carry, but nothing could break it. Jesus, but then I saw you. I saw the truth. I saw the way. I saw life. I've tried every religion. I've tried all their programs. I've tried all the keys. I've tried all the advice. But Jesus, no one could answer. No one could bring and break the yoke over my life. But Jesus, the moment I saw you, the moment I touched you, the yoke was broken. The moment I touched you. The yoke broke. The burden was taken away. I want to say to you today, God is about to break every yoke over your life. 2022 will be a yokeless life. It will be a burden removing year. It will be a, a year filled with the glory of God in your life. It's going to be different. Why? Because you're going to dare to believe. You're not going to try and tithe. You're not going to try and give. You're just going to do it. <laughs> You're just going to respond. You're going to believe. You're going to put out your faith. You see, my brother, my sister, God's raising up an army because His intention is to fill the earth with His glory through your life. No more compromise. No more sitting on the fence. No more thinking, maybe I should try this. You should just do this and follow God. God said to me in the beginning of the year, the enemy has come against my church's finances, my bride's finances. I'm going to bring a, a strong, a, 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 
a complete difference. There will be a complete difference between the church's income and the world's income. God's about to do something in, the, in His bride, in His people's lives that are fully committed to Him. That are, I want to say to you, we are entering into tough times in the world. But in the kingdom of God, we are entering glorious times. God is setting us up for phenomenal things. This lady said to herself, if only I can touch his clothes. She didn't say, if only I can touch his hand. She didn't say, if only I can touch his face. She just, only his clothes. Only his clothes. That's all. Watch with whom you are associated with. Be careful what you touch. Be careful whose voice you're listening to. Christians don't understand. Many Christians don't understand what demonic influence they allow with wrong associations into their life. And the Lord is taking this year. It's already started. There's a holy, huge slasher taken out. And God is slashing demonic environments around these people's lives. He's killing off wrong voices. Some of you are seated here. You've been compromising. God says I don't, it's over. He's not, gonna, he's not going to show compassion on that relationship anymore. I know we serve a compassionate God, but when God has drawn the line, He's drawn the line. So sometimes He'll take out the sword and cut it off. And you be ready because this year God is cutting off things that should have been dead last year already. It's over. So there are things in our lives that need to get out of our way so we can get to God the way He's designed us for. To be free. So get out of my way. My brother, my sister, we are looking for an outpouring. God is looking for an uprising. So that's what has been dormant in you for many years. God is saying, I need that to rise up today. It's your time. It's the Lord's time in your life. We are conduits of God. And so that lady got up back on her feet and Jesus said, you can go. You dare to believe your faith, your faith, your faith has made you whole. And he sent her off. But he just didn't send her off. He strengthened her by saying, you can go. You are equipped. You've got all the tools. In a church like this, I cannot believe that you can sit too long and do nothing. <laughs> you have to hear these words. Go and do. <laughs> Go and occupy. So today the Lord is saying to His people, Go and do.
You see, when we look at Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. It says in verse 22, on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. 23. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Okay. So in many other, trans- well, in not another, in another translation, 2001 translation, the New Living Translation says, what you did was unauthorized. You see, we cannot serve God on our terms. We have to serve God on His terms. And God is calling His people to engage, to latch on to Him and serve Him on His terms. Don't compromise with what the Lord has called you for. Amen? Praise God. Have you been blessed? That's the word I have for you this morning.